The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Our number two, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz with likes and a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A-J is the real. At Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can also watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Miss the first hour, a lot of football talk, which, hey, nothing wrong with that for a Tuesday. And uh, we got, we'll got we do a little more here, but uh, if you want to get in, you know how to do it. And uh, we've talked a lot about some of the rumors and rumblings and coaching candidates and GM candidates, uh, not just for your Texans, but around the league. And uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how fast they actually move. Uh, IOTNH sounds that artificial intelligence could be a good GM, take all the emotions out, analytics only. I, you know what? In theory, I like that. In reality, I saw Terminator. I don't. I don't want artificial intelligence running football teams. So let's uh, let's look at the playoff matchups because I, I think th- this is where you know as as much as I liked last week, it, it kind of depends on how things play out here. The first game is your Buffalo Bills, who we can no longer call the lowly Buffalo Bills. Uh, playing the Colts. The Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites for that one. And the Colts were just one of those teams all year that, you know, when they were at their best, they, they kind of reminded me of last year's Texans or that kind of team. It's like at their best, you think, eh, maybe, but you don't really think they're good enough with Phillip Rivers. Uh, I am curious. This is one of those cool matchups where you got the Colts defensive coordinator and you've got the Bills offensive coordinator who are both head coaching uh, candidates. That's going to be the matchup. It's the Bills' offense against the Colts' defense. Yeah, I mean that's that's going to be the key the key side of the ball because it, this Bills' offense looks unstoppable right now, and the Colts that the defense is is the strength of their team. That said, you know we saw the uh, what we've seen from the from the, the Dolphins that was the strength of their team, and the, the the Bills came out and just destroyed that Dolphins' defense. This Colts' team. It's crazy when you consider they're eleven and five, an eleven win football team. That's impressive, no matter how you slice it. They're, of their eleven wins, their best win is certainly their, they they beat Green Bay. You remember the overtime win against Green Bay? That's yeah. their best win. Their next best win is at the Titans. They split with the Titans, so they won one and lost one. They actually the the road team won both those games. That's their that's their second best win. Their third win is the Bears. Who finished eight and eight? Their fourth win, you get to like. Well, who do you like better, the Vikings or the Raiders? Like, there's just there's not a lot of quality wins for this team. It's a team that got to play. You know, they got to play the Jags twice. They got to play the Texans twice. They got to play the Bengals. They got to play the Lions. They got to play the Jets. It's not that hard to come to eleven wins when that's most of your schedule. 
I'm not saying this Colts team isn't good. I think they are good. I think that the Colts are a little bit overhyped right now. Uh, And I I think that they are going to, and, and especially in their last six, their losses, the Titans and the Steelers. Their wins, two against the Texans, the Raiders, the Jags. They're just they're going to run into something that is the first the first time they've seen in a long time an actual good football team and I I, I think that the and we the Steelers weren't playing great football when they ran into them I mean everybody was picking the Colts to beat the Steelers because the Steelers were basically falling apart and guess what the Colts found a way to lose to them I I, I like the Bills in this matchup I think that they they provide they, or they create a lot of matchup problems. Uh, for this Colts defense, uh, you know, namely the fact that I, I don't know who's going to hold Stephon Diggs. And Josh Allen is just playing at a, an MVP level right now. Will he win the MVP? No. But that's the level of football he's playing right now. I don't think the Colts have an answer for it. Yeah, I, I, I agree on, on most of that. I think, uh, and especially when you look at the Colts, even their wins, I mean, that, that Jaguar game wound up being you know, more of a sweat than they wanted it to be. The, they, the Texans games, they could have lost either one of them. Uh, so, you know, this, this is a big step up. And, and the Bills have just been playing really good football for a long time now. They had the little hiccup earlier in the season you know, with, the, with the Titans loss. But that was, you know, Titans coming off a Rona thing. There was a lot, lot to that. They've played a lot better down the stretch. And uh, Bills minus 6.5 over under 51.5. I, like, I think I'd lean Bills and over here. That's the way I'm probably leaning as well. All right, your uh, other AFC games. Your Steelers against the Browns again for the third time. Steelers are three and a half. The total's 47. Uh, I think with Roethlisberger back, I mean, hell, they almost won with uh, Rudolph playing quarterback. Uh, I, I I think the Steelers get it done here, but uh, I, I I do I do kind of agree with you that they they haven't been the most impressive team either. And they're vulnerable. I just think the Browns are kind of a lesser version of them. I mean, they, they're capable of beating up on bad teams. And I'm glad they got in there. And congratulations to Brown fan. But I'm, I'm leaning Steelers here. Uh, I, I, w- I was thinking maybe uh, Browns was the side. But Browns placing key guys. Joel, Pato- Joel Batonio, who's the, uh, the, their interior lineman. Nick Harris is on the IR. Olivier Vernon a- or, uh, is on uh, he, he tore his Achilles. He's done for the season, and yeah. then Kevin Stefanski now has COVID. So I don't know what their coaching situation is going to be. I, I don't, I don't trust the situation right now with Cleveland. And obviously, the number has just jumped tremendously on the news, which I, I'm not taking Pittsburgh now. Certainly, right. uh, but it, because Pittsburgh's not, they're not really built to cover big numbers, and that's not what they do in general. I, I say no. this all the time about Mike Tomlin. The, the way to the way for Mike Tomlin to uh, to cover a number is you make him an underdog three seven point underdog and say ah oh, the the Steelers team they're just not good enough to hang that's when he goes out there and wins games you make him right. a big favorite and it's just it's he's a sleepwalker now obviously the the playoffs is a little bit different I don't expect Mike Tomlin to be sleepwalking uh, but with the COVID stuff for the Browns it's just got me looking away from this game period yeah and and I mean that clearly impacted the Browns last week too which is one of the reasons why the Steelers almost almost were able to send it to overtime uh, Titans and Ravens is I think game of the week uh, this is a great matchup and uh, I, I like the Ravens here I know Tennessee beat them last year and the Ravens were better but you've talked about this a lot 
the, the Ravens' struggles in the middle of the year, also COVID-related, and not having Lamar Jackson for a game. I mean, they uh, they overcame losing maybe the best left tackle in football, and right after that happened, they had all this stuff go wrong. Uh, they've been they're a team that I don't think anybody wants to play, and uh, I I like the Ravens here. I don't know about I don't know about giving up four and a half points. Uh, I think it's just a game I'm going to sit back and enjoy because I, I do think it could go either way. But I like the Ravens here. Yeah, the, the Ravens at this point, it, they they certainly have a problem with this Titans team. There's something that the Titans do that gives them trouble. And I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry's going to give everybody trouble, and, and he certainly did. He he was over 130 uh, when they played this this season, uh, and then last year in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson, if you told me, you know, Lamar Jackson was going to go out last year and, and put up, you know, 365 yards and in the air and 143 on the ground, and somehow they, they the, the Ravens didn't only lose that game, they got blown out in that game. It was like 28 to 12, and that's a, a home game. There's something that this team does, and that was also Derrick Henry basically running for 200 on him. Right. There's something that this team does matchup-wise that gives the Ravens a lot of problems. Uh, they tend to turn the ball over against this defense. It, it, there's, it, I, I don't know. I, I think that this whoever wins this game is in for a hard time because the, the winner of this game likely plays against Kansas City. And if you're a run-based offense, Kansas City, it's tough to keep up. If, if Kansas City gets a lead on you, what do you do? Uh, but I, I, I lean to the Ravens, but... Based on what I've seen from these teams playing each other in the past, it's hard for me to take them. Yeah, I think the difference between this year's Titans team and last year's Titans playoff team is the Mike Vrabel's calling the defense for the Titans. And I know they beat Baltimore earlier in the year, but this Titans defense is not what it was last year. And I think the Ravens take advantage of that, and I think I think they get it done. But I think it's going to be a hell of a game, and um, I'm excited about it. But you're right. I think... Uh, the next, the next game is not going to be pleasant for either one of them. But for this week, man, I'm pretty excited about it. I think that's a, that's a matchup we would not have gotten yeah. if we had not had 17. So there's that. And uh, a couple people weighing in. So it says Steelers will crush the Browns. Mayfield's an NFL version of Harden. Um, I don't know that yet because he hasn't been in the playoffs. So we don't know if he'll choke. But... Um, yeah, I don't know about crush because they don't crush anybody, you know. And Fred, so, we we actually would have gotten this matchup with six playoff teams. Would we? Would we? Yeah, this would still have been the four five matchup. Um, let's see. Bills would have been. Bills would have been two. Steelers three. Titans would have been four, and then uh, the Ravens would be the uh, the five seed and the Browns the six. Ah, okay. So, never mind then. I was I was I was trying to make a case yeah, for the, the seven teams. The, the playoff <laughs> matchups remain the same. You just play that extra game. That seventh team is playing the two seed that wouldn't have otherwise played. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still think it's going to be a hell of a game. But, I don't uh, disagree. I think it's a, it's a, a game that I'm interested in watching. Yeah, and uh, so I'll ask you: of the teams that aren't the one of the two seeds, are these two the ones you could see? Making the run to go to the the Super Bowl in the AFC, yeah. Uh, man. Well, yeah. But I mean, in the AFC, because I, I've got no respect for the three or the six seed. So, yeah, I, I, I still think that 
the AFC, if you gave me one and two versus the field, I, I think that's a, a huge favorite. The NFC is different. I mean, the NFC has a, a three seed that I think in, in Seattle that's a, a very live dog. Um, I, I think that the Rams are live if they're able to get past Seattle. So I, I think that there's there's more respectable teams in the NFC that I could see outside the top two. I just think that because I think you, I think both these teams are bad. They're bad. A bad matchup uh, against the Chiefs. The Chiefs would have a, or a, an easy time with either of. I don't want to say an easy time, but the Chiefs would have some real schematic advantages over either one of these teams. It's hard for me to see them making a run to the Super Bowl, uh, but I certainly like these two teams more than I like the Steelers or Browns. Yeah, and I I think the NFC. We'll, we'll get to that next segment. Is, is a little different because I I only think there's two teams there that I don't give any chance. Uh, I, I could see scenarios where every other team might be able to make a run. Oh, I, I, I'm in the same boat with you. But we will discuss that. It's a little more back. wide open in the NFC. Uh, it is. And I think, uh, you know, that that's why some of these games are intriguing. But we will uh, we'll get to those when we come back. Right now i got to talk to my man, Lawyer Dave. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Fred. Hey, Blitzers. Happy New Year. I am uh, starting off the New Year with a bang. Uh, one of the Blitzers, a young man named Gilbert, heard me on the radio. His people were in a wreck with a drunk driver who tried to flee the scene. They had the smart sense to take a picture of their license plate, and the cops caught him, and we're helping him out. Uh, drunk driver anyway. Was that, what it sound- Was that what the call sounded like? Was it that, Gilbert? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> well, that would have hit his bicycle. But, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's funny. I had a, a, another guy reach out today saying, I need Lawyer Dave's number. And, and whenever there's an accident, man, you're the guy to call. Yep, I am the guy to call. Blitzers, Lawyer Dave, Houston-based Lawyer David Mestemaker, 713-626-8900 is my number. Yeah, or they can get you at Lawyer Dave Law on Twitter, uh, or just hit me up, as a lot of people do, and I'll put you in touch. And the cool thing is, if you're in an accident and you get hurt, you can't afford a doctor, what do you do for them? We get them to a doctor without any money out of their pocket. In fact, if their car has been crashed and they don't have transportation, we'll get them an Uber back and forth to see the doctor. Get them the treatment they need, get them back on their feet, and do our best to get them a bunch of money. And not a dime out of their pocket until you win. That's how it works. No cut, no charge for consultations. People call me all the time with legal questions. I'm happy to answer them. I'm honored to have this job. So anytime anybody's got a legal question or a problem, hit me up. If I don't do it, I'll find somebody who does. Oh, tell them again where to hit you up, my man. 713-626-8900 or LawyerDave.com or LawyerDaveLaw is my Twitter handle. Or by all means, get through to my buddy Fred who's sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> all right. If they need a lawyer, <laughs> what do they do? Oh, Lord. I'm sorry, yeah. Fred. I couldn't help myself. Anyway, uh, well, Yeah, I'm doing absolutely nothing. So uh, I'm, I'm bored as hell. I'd like to, I'd like to get in an accident so I could call you, but uh, if they need a lawyer, what do they do? <laughs> they had better dial Dave. With the rhythm, who's that out my window? A walking flame, long head, brown eyed with the round behind. That's the type you like to invite. But this you're listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. <laughs> You 
are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. A.J. and Aaron are in the Veritex Community Bank Studios. I am in the uh, Falcon-sponsored Rona Zone. So, uh, Must be nice uh, having that air conditioning. Yeah, the the air conditioning's nice, but I have to admit, man, I am I would do anything to get out right now. It was such a thrill just to drive over and get tested today, just to get out of the damn house, because uh, all I ever do is is take the dogs for a walk. So um, I, I'll I'll be looking for I, I would take the hundred degree uh, studio right now if I could. Eef, but, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I don't know if you'd take it. Of course, I'm also like uh, ten feet away from being able to go get a beer. Right. So, That's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You know what else I have here? A clean pornography. Uh, well, I have that An all extensive the time. collection. Well, I've, I've I've got a computer, <laughs> so you know, and there's uh, you can always you can always knock one out on the brakes. Just you can't do that there. I mean, you could, but. You, Probably get in well, and Twitch would be really disturbed. I don't know, man. It might it might get our Twitch numbers up. <laughs> Just maybe, you know, well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I doubt it, but what, maybe you're right. Maybe we need an OnlyFans for that. <laughs> that. That's that's what we should do. Get an OnlyFans. Um, all right, let's uh, let's look at the NFC, and and I think uh, the Saints as the two seed against the Bears, and, and on the surface, this looks like a mismatch. But you know, I I don't know how much I trust the Saints. Uh, I, I, I could see them going to the Super Bowl, or I, I could see them being in a dogfight here. And I think a lot depends on if Alvin Kamara plays. Problem is, I trust the Bears even less. I, it's just, there, there's nothing, I mean, they defensively, they're pretty good, but they haven't been as outstanding as I thought they'd be on defense. And I know their offense can't keep up with the Saints. Yeah, I, I this is a tough game for me. I, I mean, the, the, Bears almost beat the Saints earlier in the year, and of course that was in Chicago, uh, and and that was Nick Foles. Um, right. It's I I don't I don't know how I feel about. That. I think that the number is too big. Certainly, um, I I think that just assuming that the the Saints are going to go in there and blow them out, I don't know if that's the case. But I certainly am not betting the Bears to win this game, or or I really don't want to bet on the Bears. Period. But outside of, you know, 10, it's now 10 and a half. Yeah. Uh, the, the only play I could make on that is the Bears. I, I agree. That's, uh, um, there's no way I can give up that many points with the Saints team. And I, especially, I mean, I think Kamara is going to play, but I don't know. And I'm sorry, but that's a huge drop off uh, without Alvin Kamara, because that's, that's a guy that, that they're going to have to rely on to get deep in the playoffs. And, if they can, I think they can win this week without him if they don't have him. But uh, you know, I, I don't know about them covering ten and a half points. The uh, the other game that I absolutely cannot wait to see again is Seahawks Rams because these are two teams that, much like the Saints, that I think the winner of this game, if they can get hot and get on a roll, we've seen enough out of them that they can. I think they can make it to the Super Bowl. And the Seahawks are kind of weird because they started off horrible on defense and fantastic on offense, and they've totally flipped the script. And the Rams, depending on Jared Goff's status, obviously, 
but they're very capable of playing elite defense and and putting up some points. So uh, I think this is going to be a hell of a game. I, again, I'm not can't I can't give up points with anybody here because I think it could go either way. But I, this is another one I just can't wait to watch. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a fantastic game on paper. Uh, I like the under in the game. I, I think t- points are, are tougher to come by once again. I think Seattle's been an under team, like with the exception of last week, with, where they had 15 points going into the fourth quarter, and somehow <laughs> they, the, the over hits. Um, yeah, but, I, I, I know somebody who bet the under on that and wasn't happy with that. Yeah, so. I know someone too. Uh, super handsome guy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I lean to uh, the Rams as a side here. Um, but I also, it's it's easy to forget. Man, we're we're talking about a, a Jared Goff situation where who knows what he's looking like. I, I mean, the dude right. had thumb surgery. It's not a give it like just because he they said well it's he's going to miss a week and he'll be back. It's not a given that he comes back and he's just like good to go. So honestly, right. if I if I had to bet a side, like my numbers say, the Rams would be the right side. If I had to bet a side, I'm getting four. I, I'd probably lean the Rams. I mean, uh, the Seahawks, or if I'm giving four. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, I think that's that's the only way to go. But boy, it's going to be it's going to be guesswork because you're 100 percent right about Jared Goff. Uh, I don't I don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in, how he's going to be able to throw the football. I mean, those are. It, I mean, it, it's it's fine and dandy that he's back, but if he's not a hundred percent, then you know it's not going to take much for that Seattle defense to get some pressure on him. Maybe he throws a couple picks. So you know, I, I but I, I that's another one where I just can't wait to be sitting in front of the TV Saturday at three thirty watching uh, watching that game. And then the last game is the football team against the Buccaneers. Which, by the way, and so glad they put the NFC East in primetime again. Really thrilled about uh, that. Yeah, I mean, probably the least most interesting game. Uh, because I, I do think Tampa's going to win. I, they now, do have I don't Tom know Brady, though. So, there, I mean, that there is some appeal. Yeah. Well, that big Tom Brady versus Alex Smith matchup again. You know, can't can't wait for that. But I, I think there were better better games that I would have liked to have seen in prime time. But obviously, Brady still moves the needle. Uh, just looking at the ratings all year long, whenever Tampa had a a, uh, a premier game, the ratings were great. So that's why they're doing it. I don't. I just saw the football team in prime time. I don't really need to see it again because <laughs> it wasn't really, you know, really, got, really, really, really exciting. Uh, well, it was exciting in that I needed them to cover two and a half to win our pool. Okay, that was it. So that was my rooting interest. But the, the Washington plays really good defense, but they just don't have much on offense. And, and the Bucks, uh, the one thing about the Bucks is their defense is capable of playing at an elite level. And, you know, now whether or not they, they do it all the time is a different thing. But I just I have a hard time seeing the football team able to put up points here. And, you know, the, the five-yard passes for Alex Smith, that only lasts for so long. Uh, it's just hard to sustain drives that way. Now, I think uh, the big question for Tampa is Mike Evans because that's a big loss if he can't play. Uh, yeah, that is a big loss. And I ended, I ended up uh, – my the only play I've made so far is on the under in this game. Um, it, the, the Bucks obviously, their defense is great. Rush and pass, their defense is solid. Top five in, in DVOA on, in both of those. Um, Washington's defense is second 
in DVOA against the pass and just outside the top ten in the rush. But you don't really worry about the the Bucks running the ball. So um, I, I think that both these teams, are, it's, I think it's going to be sort of a slog game. I think it's going to be tough for points to come by. And, and I think forty five, it opened at forty six. I would or forty six and a half even. I wish I would have got yeah. on that. But even forty five, I felt comfortable laying a little bet on it. Yeah, I think as long as it's it's outside of like because I, I I like the under on this as well, and I. I I can't really give that many points with the Bucks because I do see a scenario where if they get if they get the football team uh, down early, then I think it could get ugly. But that defense should keep Washington in it, and that they've got some really good players on that side of the ball. And it's funny how we were talking yesterday about boy, you put Deshaun Watson on that team and they're they're a playoff, they're, I mean a Super Bowl contender. They're pretty damn good at almost every and, – and no knock on Alex Smith who, you know, Tebow bless him for coming back from those injuries. But he's, you know, he's not a great player. He was never great. He was always pretty good. And now he's not – you know, he can't run the way he used to. Uh, I, I just don't think they're good enough at that position to beat Brady. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that – you know, the league wants Brady to advance so that the ratings can stay good. Yeah, so I'm with you though. I don't. I, in a game that I expect to be really low scoring, eight points is too many. My guess is right. this number pushes to eight and a half by the time we kick off. And if it does, now you're talking about a tease possibility, a six point tease that can take you over fourteen and a half. And if I'm getting two two touchdowns plus in a game that I expect to be played in the low forties. Man, there's there's no way I can't I can't not use the, uh, the I, even though I really don't want to have any investment in the football team, it's just too good of a number that I, I would have to use them there. Yeah, uh, and and it may uh, even I, be a situation where you tease within the own because it's a standalone. I mean, obviously all the games are standalone now, but it's that it's that late game. It's the last game of the night. If you wanted, you could tease the under to the football team if it gets over eight and a half. So now you're talking about fourteen and a half. And you're getting up to 51 with the under. It's hard for me to envision a game going, you know, outside of that. You know, yeah, that's uh, and and you know, it's it's funny because you you started playing those a lot this year, and I've kind of I've I've come around on them. There's there's a time where those make a lot of sense to uh, to tease the team in the total, and I, I think this is a game that it makes a lot of sense to do it. So. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. We will be right back. We've got uh, Jerome Solomon scheduled to be next. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. Behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees, dog. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz, and you know what that music means time for the legend legendary writer legendary tv star legendary radio star all-around superstar jerome solomon what's going on buddy you just throw that star word around all 
casually like that, huh? <laughs> is it a moral? Vi- is it a moral victory Tuesday, Jerome? I mean, what is, what what do we have? Uh, what do we have? Good. What, what? Give me a, a final take on the season for the Texans that, that can make me feel good about myself. Deshaun Watson did not get hurt. That's true. That's all right. That's, that's worthy of victory. that's worthy of celebration. <laughs> yes, all right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's the big takeaway that's a positive. He one, did not get hurt. One of the things we've talked about a lot uh, in, uh, yesterday and then today a little bit is, you know, where the, where the Texans' job ranks amongst the open coaching jobs, you know, given yeah. salary cap situation and, and draft capital situation. And where do, you, where do you rank it? Because obviously they've got Deshaun Watson, which is this really, really nice – Shiny that's, that's, piece. That's where you start. Yeah. But my God, the rest. I mean, when you think about it, l- look how great he was this year, and the team was still four and twelve. So yeah, it's, they, they you've got a lot, a lot of work of, to do. They, well, they had to do a lot of work to be as bad as they were, as well as he played. Uh, the, the coaching one, I I don't disagree with you guys on where it ranks um, in terms of the other jobs. Generally, it's it's not way at the top, but. You know, it it's up there because you do have Deshaun watching at a great place to start. I just filed a column for tomorrow's paper um, that I think the general manager job, and I've talked to some former NFL execs and some cur- couple of current ones as well. The general manager job ranks really high, and a lot of it, a lot of the reasons it ranks really high is are negative reasons. One, you're following an idiot, so so it's not too hard to do better than the guy before you when the guy before you was wholly unqualified, you know? So, and, and then you add in obviously the general stuff of Houston, the city that it is the crazy fan base that'll support a loser, the weak media that is more cheerleader than watchdog. This is a good place to come in and be a GM and, and Fred might weigh in better on this than even you, AJ. I, I even included a thing that I thought of. I was like, the Mount Rushmore of Houston NFL is it's not carved in stone at all. And those names will fall off immediately with the head coach and quarterback that takes the Texans to a championship or a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like yeah. immediately Bum Phillips, Earl Campbell, Warren Moon, and JJ Watt, maybe those maybe those are the four. It doesn't matter who the four are, two of them are falling off immediately. And and the general manager that builds a championship team here will be the most beloved executive in sports history in Houston because Jeff Luna got caught with a te- cheating team. I'll tell you what, if, if there's someone who can come in and turn this organization into a championship team, that's going to be one of the most impressive jobs from a GM standpoint because I, I don't remember the last time a, a, a GM came into a job as handcuffed as the GM who takes this job is going to be. I mean, the, the situation here is just so poor that it's going to yeah, be like but, a really impressive job if someone's able to, to make it a success. Yeah, but I, I, I get what you're saying, but no, I, 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 you're not wrong, but that's only part of the story. The rest of the story is he's working for somebody that's going to get the hell out of the way. That's not going to be meddling. That's not going to make any decisions. That's not, that's not even going to speak. So the GM will be the face of the organization. This is going to sound backward, but how Bill O'Brien was able to poop all over the organization and the franchise is evidence of how easy it'll be for the next guy to clean up the mess because the owner is going to go here, man, please. I I don't want to do it. You do all of the work. 
So you have a clean slate. You've got a person who's scared to fire somebody. So it's not like the new GM is going to be on the chopping block in a year or two or three or five probably even. So there's no rush. You've got a great quarterback. It, and it doesn't matter where you go in the NFL. Rosters turn over so fast. And the, the, the handcuff, the really tough one is if you had a first and second round pick this year or four of them, you'd be in a way better situation. But you're also not in a you got to win now situation right. either. I, I, I think for a GM, and, and again, you're, you, you got a lot of people like you who are expecting very little from said GM. And so the GM is he's in almost a can't lose situation if he's good. And man, there's people ask me who do you want as a GM, and I there's no way because what there's no way to pre- not predict. There's no way to even say who's good because assistant GMs do so much of their work behind the scenes. We're not privy to you know references, background checks, or interview performances. So there's no way we can go. I think that's the guy. Right. I know a couple of guys, but we I'd be stupid to claim he's going to be good. We just don't know. Unlike coaches, you know, we see their work every day. But but Fred and I have talked about this quite a bit. Like yeah, we don't know the the, the details on these guys, but you, it seems like it, it's nice to bring a guy from a culture that's a winning culture, a winning organization, bring something from a, from one of these teams that these franchises that has really kind of figured things out how to be successful. That you would think so, but there are great people who are in bad organizations, and they're just smarter than the other people there. And there are bad people in great organizations. The Patriots roll out three, four of them every year. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, I, I just think there's so much more to it that than we're even privy to because we, you know, we're just we're just not close enough to the discussions that are actually going on to be able to say this guy is better than that guy. Like you can't say some guy who you'd never heard of, or I had never heard of till yesterday from Seattle is better than a guy we never heard of who's with Miami or where, you know what I mean? It's like, we don't, we're, we're, we're not in a good position to, to claim. And the one really, I think a positive in this, that people are missing out on, even with the clown show that the Texans are not being, impressed by the people who are going to make this decision well because it was done so poorly before every candidate on their list is a legitimate candidate so you got a lot better odds of actually picking a guy who's good at this because you're not going to interview people who are wholly unqualified i i hope you know what i mean so they could get lucky and yeah. pick the right guy well, Jerome, uh, according to your colleague, John McClain, uh, Nick Casario expected to be hired by the Texans. So uh, nice that they're getting away from that Patriot uh, Patriot. Yeah, I, that, one, that one just to me is just I, 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 I and I know Nick a little bit. I think he's good. But the mess that was caused a year ago or whenever it was with him, it was a huge red flag to me. If you're not smart enough to know that your contract says you can't talk to another team or you're you're smart enough to know it, but you still talk to them anyway and almost get that other team in trouble and have you have problems with your current team. I don't want you working for me. You're there's some there's something shady about you or stupid about you. You signed a contract that you didn't know what was in it or you just didn't care about the contract and talk to them anyway. That no, I I'd take a guy like that off my list, but I, I, and I think Nick is good, but 
We'll see. All right. That's Jerome Solomon. Jerome, tell them all the great places where they can uh, get your work, my friend. Obviously, every Sunday morning here is, is the, the most important thing. It's fun. Uh, on Houston Sports Show on Sunday mornings from 8 to 10. We have a great time. And I'm telling you, Rachel and Lauren, are uh, they're really growing into this. And people are loving that. They love watching them. But they love listening to them, too. They're having fun. And it's, it's a good show. But on TV, man, our, our AT&T Sportsnet show is really cool. This week, we've got a guy, uh, this actor, Robert Peters, that you guys have probably seen everywhere around and won't know him by name. But he's a big-time actor in all of these huge movies with Spielberg and Eastwood. And he's a guy from the, a couple of sports commercials, like the, the one where he orders the Mark Steffenhagen instead of the Arnold Palmer golf commercial at, you know, with Steph Curry. So it's a pretty fun interview. That'll be a good thing. So check that out on AT&T Sportsnet at 7 o'clock on Sunday. All right. That's Jerome Solomon. Follow him on Twitter at Jerome Solomon. Appreciate the time as always, my friend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, let's uh, take it to break. We come back. Uh, I have a gem of the day, and uh, it involves a disgruntled ex-employee. So there you go. We'll be right back. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, This is the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. So, uh, I guess it's time for a little uh, Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. The Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gem of the Day. Um. I've never actually been fired from a job in my life. I've gotten out of a couple before uh, before that could happen. But uh, I, I don't think I would have been bitter about it. You know, it's like everything is always a, uh, you know, it, it's usually leads you to a better place. You, you've been fired before, right? I did get fired, yeah. yeah. I, got, I got fired when I was uh, in Austin from the first station I worked at in Austin. Were, were you a disgruntled former employee? Uh. When I got fired, I my my radio show was by far the most successful radio show that that station had ever had. So what I told the guy when he fired me, I said, "I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that your your station goes out of business." And I, I that's what I focused my goal on. And by the way, that station is now out of business, uh, which is kind of ironic. Well, here's what you didn't do. Uh, a former employee of a Mercedes-Benz plant in Vitoria, Spain, uh, was so upset over being fired, he reportedly stole a Caterpillar bulldozer from his current employer's construction site, drove it 13 miles, plowed through the gate at the plant, and proceeded to demolish as many as 69 cars. Not wise, guys. Yeah, that, I wasn't that kind of disgruntled. 
he did a, approximately two point four five million dollars. Uh, I'm sorry, six point one million dollars in property damage, including damage to public roads. Uh, he, he had plans to. You know what this reminds me of? Remember that uh, that Netflix special on the guy in Colorado who uh, who basically built Killed a tank. Him. Yeah, the bulldozer guy. Yeah, Marvin uh, Hemeyer. Yeah, it reminds me of that. You know, guy guy snaps and then just goes and uh, uh, starts destroying stuff. It says, uh, no motive has been released as of yet, but uh, yeah, he uh, worked for the plant briefly several years ago, and uh, they think maybe he just imbibed a little too much celebrating and decided, hey, I'm going to go get these guys. But uh, I'm going to go with it. that. That's an overreaction. Seems like a, a bit of an overreaction. That's not the way I would have handled it. But listen, we all have our uh, different. We all have our different things that set us off, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I can't imagine doing something like that. I, I, I admit, there's times where you've been drinking and you walk by. Like right now, they have this. Uh, it's not a bulldozer, but it's it's a it's it's kind of a lift, so they can paint the outside of places. They think, boy, it'd be fun to get drunk and drive that around the block once. But you never do it. And you damn sure don't go drive over a bunch of cars. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what he did. Somebody says, don't worry, we don't make any good cars in Spain <laughs> from a uh, Mercedes-Benz employee. Well, yeah, made a few less of them now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the gym of the day, the Zadok Jeweler gym of the day. All right. Well, it's been awful sportsy today, but, you know, it's kind of a sportsy time. I'm okay with that. I've still got some, uh, uh, the, there's some speculation on uh, some quarterbacks and where they may wind up, both free agency and trade. Uh, i kind of be curious to get some thoughts on that i don't know if you saw this but can i say i'm officially out on the new york times uh the failing new york times sure the the failed new york times as far as oh you are you putting a tombstone on the new york times yeah i am uh because <laughs> i don't know if you saw this story but they proclaim uconn football's real national champion because they didn't play this year well undefeated you got to give them that uh Says UConn should be this year's college football playoff champ, says the New York Times. Uh, the, the correct answer should be neither Alabama or Ohio State. The real champion is Connecticut because they chose not to play. Well, I mean, Connecticut wasn't going to win a game anyway. No, no, and, and they <laughs> like you think about it. Do you really think if if UConn was if like if UConn was putting out a team every year that was winning national champion, like if they were Alabama, if UConn was Alabama level? of a program would they have taken the year off the answer is absolutely not because then football would be a mega money maker for their university and they would say you know what we got we got to make this this money so no i they, it's because they knew they weren't going to win any games they said yeah let's just not play this year <laughs> okay yeah when i mean listen i i don't know why you have to feel like oh we're gonna honor these guys because they didn't play give me a break i mean that's i'm I'm just it's just out hey man man. that yeah 
So I don't know about you, but I got a text from Ted Cruz. I did not get that text, thankfully. Uh, Ted Cruz here. I'm leading the fight to reject electors from key states, unless there's an emergency audit of the election results. Will you stand with me? Um, no. <laughs> Easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's time to move on. I don't. I don't like necessarily the results either, but give it up, guys. Um, you get a shout out to our guy Patrick Creighton. He's uh doing a live high school basketball game of the week. It's also going to be on ABC 13 stream as well. Very Seven cool. Versus Cinco Rant. So, uh, yeah, he does a really good job with that stuff. And so if you want to catch a little high school basketball tonight, you can catch it on the uh, ABC stream and hear Patrick Creighton. And uh, soccer matters tonight at uh, after the show with our man Glenn Davis, who is right. uh, uh, Glenn, one of the better human beings at our station. Better, than, ever, you, better than you, ever, you for sure. Oh yeah, well that, that's not saying a whole hell of a lot now. That, that's a low bar, but uh, he'll have. Uh, if, if you want soccer, there's not a better place to go. So, <laughs> Robert said I responded to Ted Cruz's text asking if dinosaurs were real. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, t- that's a touchy subject. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know that I believe in dinosaurs. I do believe in aliens, but. Um, yeah, I, I I thought I was done with uh, getting political texts, man. I, I don't know how I got on that registry, but I went off. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Lots more to get to. We got a whole hour left to go. Don't go anywhere. Simple it's on ESPN 975 92.5. Answer that. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. ACA could be tweaked, reformed, or repealed in the future. But for now, employers must comply. Visit hrp.net for help.